This September 29th Picks edition of the MLB Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Game Time. Snag the tickets without the stress. Use promo code CFBX on your first purchase to save $20. Download the Game Time app and use the promo code CFBX. We're also brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Play the underdog Pick'em in college or NFL and win up to 20x in one game. Plus, every Sunday, they're giving away $100,000. The promo code is SGPN at Underdog Fantasy for a 100% deposit bonus up to $500. We're also brought to you by VSIN. Sign up now, save 40% off with their football season special when you use promo code SGP. That's at vsin.com slash subscribe, promo code SGP. And finally, we're brought to you by Hall of Fame Bets, the sports betting research platform for parlays, player props and game lines. Download the Hall of Fame Bets app or visit hofbets.com. Use code SGPN to get 50% off your first month and start making smarter bets today. Welcome, everybody, to the MLB Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. My name is Malcolm Bamford, coming to you from Newcastle upon Tyne in the northeast of England. Uh, today is oh, no idea. 28th. Uh, what, I don't even know what day it is. Thursday. Is it Thursday? Thursday. Yep. Thursday, September the 28th. And we are here to attempt to handicap um, some of the. Uh, some of the hand-picked action uh, from around MLB on Friday, September the 29th. And joining me to help me out with the date and other things is Mr. Dylan Rockford. Hello, Dylan. How are you? I'm doing well, Malcolm. Good to be with you. Uh, one of the last regular season uh, shows for us today. But um, remember last week I was talking to you about uh, the boxing match going down in Newcastle? Oh, yes. Yeah. China White. So, uh, no, no, not UFC, boxing, boxing, a little different. But so uh, after the boxing match, you know, they take scenes of Newcastle and whatnot. Okay. I, I got things to, to report back. One good yeah. thing, beautiful architecture in the, in the city of Newcastle, they said. But the it's bad stunning, thing yeah. is the airport is some shit. They lost my, my guy's uh, luggage. <laughs> British Airwaves, not so good. Okay, yeah, you're right. Um, the city centre is absolutely stunning, Dylan. Um, very nice. If you just, you just got to remember to lift your head up. People never lift, walk around with a head up and have a look around anymore. It's absolutely beautiful. Um, and I cannot comment for. I've had no uh, bad experiences at Newcastle Airport, Dylan. Um, so I can't comment for that. However, um, I said to you just before we started, I've got some British-related chat. For you to start the show, you instantly started panicking because you thought we might be we might be back under the references that you don't get again. Right, the country, our country, Dylan, today is in mourning. Um, it's effective. It's been like our nine eleven today. So, I'll set this up. Do you have? A, is there like a the US's favorite tree? Do you have a big tree in America that everyone knows the tree? Uh, not that I know. I know it was like a red oak. I'm a bit, I'm a big red oak guy. I don't know if the rest I know. I mean, like just one, not a type of tree, like an actual uh, tree, one tree. Not that I know of, no. No? Because obviously you've got the tall ground. Give me like a national landmark then that everyone's aware of and loves. Um, the Statue of Liberty, Ellis Island. There you go. Yeah. So 
Right. <laughs> We've got the, there's this tree here. It's called the Sycamore Gap. Okay. Uh, sycamore as in tree, Gap as in the shop. Um, and it's on the, uh, between where I live in Newcastle and over the West Coast. It's all along Hadrian's Wall. If you know Emperor Hadrian uh, of the Roman Empire, he built a big wall to keep the Scottish people out because it's just up the road. Um, and people walk this wall. It's lovely, beautiful walk through Northumberland. And halfway along is this big tree, been there for hundreds of years. Um, do you know the film? Um, what's it called? Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves? With, yeah, yeah, I think yeah, yeah. Kevin Costner? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, that tree's in that film where they're having a little dance about. He's standing on the wall. He's standing on Adrian's wall underneath the big tree in the gap. Um, big tourist attraction. This morning, some fuckers cut it down, Dylan. Overnight, someone's taken... Someone, and they've arrested a 16-year-old kid. This thing's, like, this kid must have put, parked somewhere or how he's driving a car at 16. He's then walked, like, the four miles to this place, taken a chainsaw and completely cut this tree down. So, How long do you think yeah. it took him? Oh, mate, Google it when you, or when you get a chance or when I'm talking. You, mate, this thing was massive. Like, it's got to be 20-foot round, 20-foot circumference, this tree. And they're claiming this 16-year-old kid did it. But it just makes me laugh that the entire country, this, like, there was, yesterday morning there was a schoolgirl stabbed to death in London. Um, and the, it was on the news, you know, there was a few raised eyebrows. A tree gets put down, the entire country, it's like the Queen's died all over again. Um, so, yeah, have a Google of the Sycamore Gap. It's like someone just sanded the, what's that monument with all the faces on it? Mount all Rushmore. the president. Yeah, yeah, it's like someone overnight. It's like someone sanded all the faces off there with a big sand with a big sanding machine, and it just woke up and they've all gone. Do we That's have a criminal problem in the UK? <laughs> no, not well. Uh, you, we might. Probably. Oh, I think everyone does do it. We just don't. Well, we just don't shoot each other as much as you. Yeah, that that's the problem. We just don't like pull each other's hair and stuff, and like slap each other about a bit, which is fine because everyone recovers from that. Um, yeah, but a, a 16 year old, though, man, these parents, yeah, that's what's but I mean, I'm not that bothered because it's a tree at the end of the day. I'm more interested in people. What I want to know is what this 16 year old kid was thinking. Like, I don't know what's gone through his head, um, to cut through this thing down. So, yeah, um, did he think he was gonna get away with it because everyone was going towards it, people were gonna notice it's gone. Yeah, well, yeah, it's just lying there. It's like fucking yeah. 80 foot tall. Like, it's, I mean, it's incredible. Yeah, have a little look at that when you get a chance. Um, no idea why we're talking about that. Well, I'll tell you why we're talking about that. We haven't got many lines for tomorrow, Dylan, have we? We're having a look at eight games. We've only got three of them on the board. There's been some, a little bit of day's ball today. The Diamondbacks have dropped a game. Uh, disappointing as well. They just never really put back to ball enough. We only had three hits. Limited the White Sox to three hits uh, as well, but went down three to one to Chicago uh, this afternoon. I think they're still in a strong position, the Diamondbacks. Um, and I track down, I've got a plus 475 on the D-backs to make the playoffs still. Uh, so I forgot all about that. So I've been sharing on the D-backs just a little bit. So hopefully today doesn't set them back too much. Um, but other than that, uh, I mean, the, la the last couple of nights, the... I don't think me and you had a chance to talk about the Cubs 
um, what what went down with Sia Suzuki the other night, and oh, then God. just last night, just started to get a little bit arsy between uh, Seattle and Seattle and Texas. There was benches clearing, etc. Oh, Houston, sorry, I didn't see that. What happened? Um, well. Uh, Hector Neris struck out with Hector Neris. I, I struck out Gerard. Um, uh-huh. And then, like a cartoon character, like chased him all the way back to the dugout. He was really pleased with his strikeout, obviously, Hector Neris. And normally you chirp a little bit, but he went for him. He struck him out and he absolutely went for him. So then the bench is cleared. But um, it just got me thinking that re- there's baseball, there's so many sort of non consequential games. Because you could play a series against your main rival in May and lose or sweep them but then it doesn't really matter because there's another 120 games coming you could go on to Oakland and get swept you could get swept in Colorado the next three days where like with the Premier League season if if we go to Manchester City and lose even whatever time of the season it's a massive thing you're going to struggle to get those points back and there's only this week in baseball really when that sort of thing happens um, mm. like Houston uh, Seattle, Texas they're not going to get those games back again this week now no. um, and like I say you couldn't help but be broken hearted for Sia Suzuki the other night he looked like mm. he looked like the saddest man on the planet when that ball hit the floor what do you think it was miscommunication because it looked like they were both talking to each other yeah. and then it just drops right in the middle that just that's, that just can't happen it just it, it never happens like, it, I mean it if it happened once in the middle of May, like I say, the Kansas City v Detroit game, um, it would just kind of go under the radar. You might get to see it once, but man, he picked his time. Uh, so yeah, still, still plodding on. Um, and we have got some some picks we can be making. I found it hard this week. I've really found the handicapping hard. Yeah. Uh, so hopefully, Dylan, talking it through with you, um, you might be able to uh, help me out a little bit. We'll get to the picks. Um, I'll tell you first about game time and um, game time helping people buy tickets stress-free uh buying tickets shouldn't be stressful but it is it can be an awful an awful hassle to sort them out but game time um is sorting that out for you um they are the fast and easy way to get tickets for sports music comedy um and any theater near you you've got killer deals on last minute tickets and their best price guarantee uh, is fantastic as well flash deals um so you can forget planning months in advance. You've got tickets for football, basketball, baseball, playoff tickets. Go and get them on game time next week. Concerts, comedy, theatre, and much more. And the guarantee is fantastic. Game time will credit you 110% of the difference if you can find the seat in the same row and section for cheaper. The thing to do is download the game time app, create an account, use the code CFBX for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Create an account, redeem the code CFBX for $20 off. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed. And Underdog Fantasy, a great way to play alongside your favourite football team all season long. You can win up to 20 times your money in a single game by going five for five. Uh, From now until October the 4th, Underdog is matching 100% of the first deposits up to 500 bucks. We've got $100,000 Sundays continuing. Uh, Two million in season long prizes, 100,000 this week. 10k uh, will be won by 10 people so uh watch along make your picks maybe make a little cash over on underdog's mobile app or website underdogfantasy.com sign up with the promo code sgpn underdog double your first deposit up to 500 dollars. that's underdog fantasy promo code sgpn 
Right. Uh, Trev yeah. has got his crown back in the chat. Uh, Trev got chinned the other night for being first in. He lost his streak. Uh, he was in here. He was in here before me, actually, tonight. He was waiting. He's got the streak back. You're off and running again, Trev. Uh, Moonaf is here trolling me again. He's done nothing but troll me for about a month. It doesn't matter where I go. Um, Moonaf is there just getting stuck into me. So good evening, Moonaf. Uh, wow. Hope you're very well. What, what, Dylan? Real quick, uh, coming to fall season, the end of baseball, you know, only a few games that are, are really, you know, have meaning. And, you know, now you're getting into the Premier League. Do you find it hard to find value in some teams and, like, kind of get yourself up to handicap all these games every day? And how do you, I guess, move forward and go right back into that all-in mode when the playoffs start? Yeah, well, we've reflected that on the show, haven't we? Because we've started concentrating really on the games with playoff implications. The teams we've already clinched, I think you kind of have to keep an eye on, Meet myself and Munaf on Monday night, we were talking about Atlanta's pitching rotation um, because they've got a few little worries over uh, Max Weed, over Charlie Morton. Um, We were talking about, I I think it was Bryce Seldwell we were handicapping on the night and said he possibly might be pressed into the front end of the rotation again, and he's been struggling a little bit. So you have to keep an eye on them. Yeah, but it, but it is hard. You, you, you can only really concentrate um, or bet with any confidence on the um, on the games that, where there's teams still playing for something. Although every night we have had a little look around what we've been calling the bottom draw mm-hmm. uh, for games as well. I think we took the Padres on the run line the other night uh, behind, I think it was Blake Snell possibly. Um, and um, tonight I've, I quite like the look of uh, Philly um, yeah, for the, yeah. Yeah, against the Mets tomorrow um, they've won seven in a row and Tyler McGill is going for the Mets so you can you, you can find some value but it is difficult um, I mean looking tomorrow for example on this um, Carlos Rodon going against Jordan Lyles I mean what, do you, what are you supposed to do with that apart from exactly yeah, apart from take the opposite. In a way, I found it a little relief. Um, because what kills you in MLB, but in Dylan, is the volume. Um, it certainly kills me on Tally site, which is a the website we put all of our picks into every day. And it just it kills me on the volume. But on my separate tracker for my log and my dog, I'm doing really well. Um about 12 units up on the season. Um, where on my on tally site I'm about 30 35 units down and it's just the volume um, because you just can't physically play all those games and, uh, and get yourself a positive result so um, but yeah going at the playoffs next next week how would you do you just reset? How, how do you get into the playoffs, Dylan? Yeah, like you, I just keep an eye on the teams that have clinched or are, I think, that are going to be in the playoffs, like the Arizona Diamondbacks. I, I got a ticket. I'm hoping the Cubs make the playoffs. But, yeah, just keeping an eye on them, not really paying attention to, like, Pittsburgh Mets, Cardinals, Washington, or, like you said, Kansas City or the Yankees. So I really I stopped really handicapping those games and just focusing on the teams that are going to get in the Blue Jays, hopefully. Hopefully uh, one of those two teams of the AL West, Tampa or uh, Baltimore, Texas, um, Minnesota. So, yeah, I just take a look at that and then it's kind of a reset. I, I kind of see who's, 
I guess, trending upward going into the playoffs. But if a team is not really trending, like Baltimore, they've won four in a row. Minnesota's kind of a streaky one. So I just take a look at how they're going into the playoffs, and I kind of judge them on that. But I kind of, you know, wipe a clean slate going into the playoffs. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Um, we'll know. I think we're going to do a show tomorrow and probably Saturday for the Sunday games if things are still live. And then, yeah, it'll be Monday night. Now, the playoffs start Tuesday, I believe. Is that right? Yeah, Tuesday. Yeah. So, yeah, really looking forward to that. Yeah, it's exciting. What are we all getting um, on? Well, yeah, I think maybe uh, Monday night, possibly. We'll have to see what uh, our esteemed leader, Munaf, um, has to say. But, yeah, it's, uh, Monday night might be an option, definitely. Um, we'll start... Uh, we'll go through tomorrow's card. Like I say, it's really slim pickings in terms of games with lines here. Uh, we can give our steers on some of the other ones, which is what we'll have to do with this first game. 6.35 Eastern, the Miami Marlins at the Pittsburgh Pirates. Both teams, TBD at the moment, although we believe it's Edward Cabrera for Miami and Andre Jackson for Pittsburgh. Oh, I have a um, different picture. Ah, okay, there you go. So that instantly causes a problem. <laughs> Who have you got for Pittsburgh? I got Oswaldo Beto. Okay. Um, yeah, okay, we, we, we'll leave that then. I mean, I like Cabrera. I mean, yeah. to be honest, it doesn't matter because no. we've just said we'll be looking at Miami, we'll be looking at teams who've still got something to play for, and Miami behind Cabrera. I don't know, Pittsburgh won't be able to roll out a pitcher tomorrow that I won't want to take Miami on. Um, certainly in the first five. Cabrera doesn't go any length. Um, four or five innings. But he's got a 2.45 ERA in his last five starts. He's been going really, really well. Um, Pittsburgh, this is their final home stand. So they'll be playing with a handbrake off. Um, they played quite hard last week and got a couple of uh, good wins, actually. Some some fight-back wins as well. But um, they have lost three in a row, I think. Now. So as it stands, Miami are tied in the... Uh, Miami actually hold the wild card spot. On um, on tiebreakers, I think at the moment. So yeah, I think you'd have to go with Miami. But I would be taking. I'd be looking for things to do with Cabrera in uh, or Miami in the first five innings, Dylan. Yeah, same here. I'd probably have to lean with the fish. They they need to keep winning. You know, like you said, Pirates. They've lost three or four. Yeah, they have fought uh, against the Phillies, uh, even against the Reds in that last game. They're losing games by just one run, so they're in the games. They are fighting hard to the finish, but you know they really don't have anything to play for. I was talking to Lante on Tuesday. Sometimes the hungrier dog runs faster when the Marlins, they've come back from behind against the Mets this past series. So they they know they need to keep winning. So if the price isn't ridiculous, I may, if these two pitchers, Cabrera and Beto are uh, going, I made the Marlins a minus 130 favorite. So if the price isn't ridiculous with the Marlins, I feel like I have to take them. Okay. Game that we do have lines for um, is the 705 Eastern between the Boston Red Sox and the Baltimore Orioles. Am I right in thinking, Dylan, that Baltimore can clinch tonight if they win? I think they have to win and the Rays have to lose. Right, okay. Yeah. Because obviously, I mean, you can handicap this game all you like. Um, but then if that happens, um, you're instantly in champagne fade territory, uh, to use the phrase that Scott coined last week. Um, and you'd be looking to lean away from Baltimore. Uh, Nick Pavetta. Um, it's been going really well for um, the Red Sox, actually. John Means um, is the pitcher, left-handed pitcher for 
Baltimore, who are minus 148 as it stands. Uh, Boston are plus 126, and the total is set at eight. I mean, would you be tempted to get involved in this game now before you know these results, or how would you look at this for tomorrow, or would you just completely leave it? I mean, depending on the number. So right now, like you said, they're minus 148 for the Orioles at home, plus 126 for the uh, Red Sox on the road. I, I think they still – I think you got to take the the Orioles here. I mean, I don't know if I take it. I have to see tonight. But I, I think if they win, you're not going to get this price anymore. That that's I feel like that's my – understanding of how it's going to go but you you can't just back the red Sox in this spot now you know the orioles they they need to continue to win i mean if they win tonight orioles lose or the rays lose then it's pretty much it's sealed but you know i just i just think the orioles at minus 148 at home which their wagons at you, you just gotta take them maybe you could cash out but you just can't take the red Sox two and eight in their last 10 pavetta's He's pitched okay, but you know they've last they've lost his last four starts, and you know not to say John Means has been that much better, but he has looked pretty good since coming back. You know, just one earned run, his hard hit rate in all those three games, small sample size, but it's been all in the 30s. So I do think this is a good spot for him, and they're going to need John Means in the playoffs uh, to keep going forward. So. It was good that they got him back. I mean, depending on if they win and the Rays lose, I got to take the Orioles here. Yeah, I completely agree. I'm seeing a price of minus 140. Um, I do like Pavetta. Pavetta's stuff's great. I think he's up there in there's an advanced analytic called Stuff Plus. Uh, how do you work that out? I do not know. Uh, but he's, on the, he's always on the leaderboard uh, for that. He's been pitching well lately. Um, in really low scoring games as well, I noticed. So um, possibly you could take the under eight. Uh, I would take the under eight now, and I think the champagne feed might even help with that if all the. Uh, Boston bats are a little bit hungover tomorrow as well. Um, then that, that wouldn't affect that. It would even help a little bit. So I can see um, Baltimore winning a low-scoring game here. Boston have lost four in a row. Baltimore have won four in a row. Baltimore have held their nerve really well this week. Um, I think they've done a good job. Um, the flip side of that game then is this one, the 7 7 Eastern first pitch between the Tampa Bay Rays and the Toronto Blue Jays. Uh, Aaron Savale is confirmed for Tampa Bay. Uh, TBD for Toronto, but we believe it's Hunjin Ryu. Um, no odds, unfortunately, with uh, Toronto TBD. Uh, Aaron Savale, his surface numbers are okay, 3-3, three 331 three, ERA. But he has fallen in a hole lately, uh, 694 ERA in his last five. And that really is an accurate reflection of how he's pitched. Um, it's not a really high whip. But there's hard contact everywhere. He's given up homers. Uh, there's a few walks mixed in. So it's a little bit of everything from Savali. Um, Hunter Ryu has got one good start against Boston in his recent game log. But it's been poor all around that. Um, multi-walks in his last two. Three homers last time out against Tampa Bay Rays. Um, I mean, Toronto fighting for their lives uh, in mustered up two hits last night uh, against Garrett Cole. Obviously, I think Garrett Cole... Uh, signed his papers for award season last night. Um, this is really hard game to handicap because the offences see under, but the starting pitchers see over. Um, so I don't really know what to do. Matt Chapman is really struggling uh, for Toronto at the minute. He's sitting way below 200 in his last 30 something games. Um, the Blue Jays' playoff run uh, has very much mirrored the rest of their season. 
Tampa Bay Rays have done their bit, but looks like they've been held off by Baltimore, and this could be different. I've got no idea what to do with this. My selection is the Tampa Bay Rays. Um, but it's a man, it's, this is look, no confidence in this at all. Um, and it is definitely one of those where you need to um, have a look and see what's happened overnight. Yeah, this one was definitely the hardest game to handicap, in my opinion. It should be a good series. I do think they'll both give it the law, but. You know, Rays, they're still trying to win the division. Blue Jays, they're still trying to hold on to their lead in the AL wild card. But my numbers did make the Blue Jays a small minus 120 favorite. But yeah. I've had zero luck backing them this year for whatever reason. No one. That's the theme of this show. I saw Scott tweeting about it today. Long days, made, they've made his teethage. Everyone's got the Blue Jays wrong. If anyone out there knows how to back the Blue Jays, come and tell us because we've got no idea between us. No idea. I, I, I don't know what, what it is. I just can't get them right. So I honestly, as a fan of baseball, I really just want to watch the game. But yeah, depend, depending on the price, I might take the Blue Jays again, especially if we could get plus money. I do think they're going to open up uh, the favorite on the road, the race. So if we could get a plus money, I do think we'll see a bounce back start from Henji Ryu. I, I know it was as bad as last start against this Tampa Bay Rays team. But other than that, yeah, he gives up the home run and some walks sometimes. But I don't really think he's been all that bad uh, in the month of September. So going to back him. I do like him a little more than Aaron Savali. So, but if, if honestly, if you're smart, you would take the race because I just I, I can't get them right. So <laughs> I lean Blue Jays, but yeah, nothing real confident. It was just the, the two hits last night and then, how, how poor Ryu's been gave me the race because the the players they've got in that lineup at the moment who aren't weren't really first choice players um, they they need to keep sort of swinging the bats and getting themselves uh, ready for a playoff run there's a, there's a couple of lads in there uh, who weren't expected to be in there due to injury and what have you uh, Trev's not having it Trev doesn't want anything uh, to do with the Blue Jays maybe the kid who cut that tree down was a Blue Jays better and he's just been driven over the edge this season. That could be it. Blue Jays um, are beautiful birds, but they're very aggressive. Are they really? Yeah, very territorial. Um, isn't that to kill a mockingbird? Is that something to do with Blue Jays, Dylan? Getting onto uh, a little bit of literature? Know. I don't know, but funny thing about To Kill a Mockingbird, Atticus Finch, that's the reason I got these circle glasses because I went to school oh, to really? become, yeah, to become a lawyer. And I go, how do I look more sophisticated? I need circle glasses. So I went to the local glass uh, glasses store. I think it's called Lens Crafter. And I said, hey, I need to look like a lawyer. And they said, look at these. <laughs> Three years well, later, I, I never I, I really, So Atticus Finch out of the movie. What happened? Atticus Finch out of the movie you wanted to look like. Yeah, exactly. The the main like, like the, the main, original uh, one. Isn't yeah, the main character who played Atticus Finch, the lawyer. Yeah. Well, I think the line is you can kill as many blue jays as you like, but it's a sin to kill a mockingbird. I think that's where it comes from. But I think I'm not hundred percent sure they're blue jays. There might be another kind of jay. Um yeah, I tell you what, we've covered some ground tonight. We've gone from uh <laughs> famous old trees and Roman walls to um what was it, Harper Lee uh, novels? Excellent. Love it. <laughs> right, let's get back to being DJs. And we're brought to you by VSIN. Uh, sign up now and save 40% off 
of football season special when you promo code SGP. Beeson.com slash subscribe with the promo code SGP. Uh, Sean and Ryan uh, um, got a contest going on with the other Beeson shows to see who sells the most subscriptions. Uh, and the winning show gets a $1,000 Super Bowl future. Um, so where you get involved is Sean and Ryan are going to cut you in on the prize if you win. Um, so what's not to love about that? Uh, the thing to do is go to vincent.com slash subscribe, uh, use the promo code SGP to sign up. And step two, go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash vcin and submit your proof of purchase. And if you win, or if they win, you'll get a vote on what team to use for the $1,000 Super Bowl future. And if you hit, you'll get an equal piece of the action. So go to vcin.com slash subscribe, use promo code SGP, then sportsgamblingpodcast.com, vcin, to submit. I've got a parlay going on the Tampa Bay Rays to win the World Series and the Philadelphia Eagles to win the Super Bowl. Uh, so that's, that would be my vote if I was uh, getting in on that action. Um, Hall of Fame bets, uh, helping you win bigger by betting smarter this NFL season with Hall of Fame bets, the sports betting analytics platform for parlays. Player props and game lines research every NFL, NBA, MLB and soccer bet uh, with historical stats and data. If you put the parlay in the Hall of Fame bets, parlay optimizer, you get things like hit rates broken down by leg, expected probabilities. You can sort players by hit rate, find out who's hot and who isn't. So stop betting in the dark and um, use Hall of Fame bets to craft more intelligent, data-driven parlays. Download the Hall of Fame bets app or visit hrefbets.com. Use code SGPN to get 50% off your first month. Start research and start winning with Hall of Fame bets. Next up is a uh, 8-10 Eastern first pitch, the Chicago Cubs and the Milwaukee Brewers. Both DBD again. I think it's Kyle Hendricks um, against Brandon Woodruff. Um, but no line still. And do you have the same pitches there? What do you think of this one? Yeah, I got those two pitchers going. Uh, but yeah, the Cubs are just another one of those teams that just keep shooting themselves in the foot. We mentioned it in the play in the outfield the other night. It's just so frustrating watching as a fan. And then when you have a ticket on them to make the playoffs, which I don't know, they will at this point, but they better. But they've lost two in a row to the Braves. But both of those games, they, they were winning and they should have won on the road. Yeah. But you know, against Woodruff now going to Milwaukee, who outside of his last start, Brandon Woodruff has looked pretty good. You know, he's pitched well against the Cubs already this season. In this spot, I did make him a minus 170 favorite. So unless we're getting a huge plus price with the Cubs, they're just so inconsistent. I really can't back them at this point. I also have too much money held up on them already so if we could get a nice minus 140 or a little lower uh i would take the brewers they're just a better team right now yeah kyle hendricks i don't mind really he's been okay he's got a 308 road era uh, which is perfectly serviceable um but you said brandon woodruff's been excellent lately uh he really has this is another tough game to handicap i tried to look back through the season series to see if i could split them in any way um you're just trying to find an angle in. There was nothing. There was no patterns in that season series at all um, that, that would that was sending me in one direction towards a bit. Um, I think we'll get two good starts here. I don't see why Hendricks and Woodruff will go okay. I mean, both offences... I, I like the Cubs' offence a little bit more. Uh, the Brewers' offence, it's, it's bits and bobs. Um, I think they can manufacture some runs, but I don't think they're going to put up uh, big numbers in bunches. 
Um, so depending on, um, was, was there a Rockford line on this one, Dylan? Yeah, so for the total, I set my line at 8.1. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. If I were taking under 80, yeah, um, or even a first five under, we're going to have a little bit of a slow burner as Hendricks and Woodruff get to work. Yeah, so we'll go under on the runs. 8.15 Eastern first pitch, the Cincinnati Reds and the St. Louis Cardinals. Uh, we have Brandon Williamson, left-handed pitcher for Cincinnati, and Jake Woodford for the Cardinals. Uh, Cincinnati, a minus 116. The Cards, plus 105. Total set at nine. So, Cincinnati have just fallen away a little bit um, this week. They've not quite been up to it. And do you know what I think, Dylan? That's just how good they are. I don't think we should be too harsh on them. Because what you need to remember is, what was that? I mean, what was their projected win total at the start of the season? The um, Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I want to, I got to look back at my future. I want to say like high sixties, maybe like low sixties. Yeah. So I think sort of pinning them for being for, for so I, I'm trying yeah, I've got it here. Not me. I'm just opening it up now. We've got our moon apps magic spreadsheet. Um, I think it's a little bit harsh to, to sort of criticize them for falling away a little bit this week. Um, cause that's kind of where they were meant to be. 64 and a half is the answer. Yeah, 64. Um, yep. Wow. Yeah, well, I mean, it's hard to be critical, and it's kind of understandable. They have fallen away um, when they were just riding those um, hot rookies pretty much the entire season. And they've had their injuries as well, Hunter Green, Miss Bits, um, and Ellie De La Cruz. So, a bit of a shame. I mean, they, they were over 500, uh, which is quite remarkable, really, because they were a bit of a laughing stock as well. Uh, their ownership was getting plenty of stick, and the fans weren't going... So to, to end up where they, where they have, and certainly with the outlook that they've got, um, because it's exciting. They've got a lot of good players. They're going to be a fun team to watch. Um, Brandon Williamson in this spot, uh, four and four, four fifty four ERA. He's been poor lately. Um, he only goes four innings. His last three starts, he's given up two, three, and five runs against relatively poor opposition as well. Um, he's faced St. Louis once this season. That was a typically poor start. And he has a 5.16 ERA against NL Central opposition in six games. Uh, so n- nothing to recommend Williamson really here in this spot. Woodford is 2-2 two and two on the year, 5.09 ERA. Um, he occasionally gets a spot start, generally opens um, or long relief. But he walks quite a lot of people. He gives up plenty of contact. I just didn't see a reason why this won't go over. There was nothing to recommend either pitcher. Uh, so, I can, yeah, I think we can take some runs here. I'll take the over nine. Then. Yeah, I do like the over as well. I set my total at 9.7. Uh, but I kind of like the dog here, Mal. Reds plus 110. Okay. I only made the Cardinals a minus 110 favorite. I don't know how, but the Reds still have a chance to make the playoffs. Just a game in a back half of the fish. And it's another team that just keeps shooting themselves in the foot. They need this game. And I think if they could clean some things up, you know, with their pitching bullpen defensively, I think they'll be all right. They are scoring runs. I don't think that's the problem. They just defensively, they don't have the best bullpen. And I think if they clean some things up, they're scoring some runs. Uh, Jake Woodruff, you know, he isn't the best spot starter. He does give up a lot of hard contact. He only goes around two, three innings of work. I I just got to take the dog here. They just have a lot more to play for. So, I'm going to take the plus money, but I do agree on your total. I do think we'll see some runs. 9.40 Eastern first pitch between the Houston Astros and the Arizona Diamondbacks. J.P. France goes for the Astros. 
And the run-in is Zach Gallen for the Diamondbacks. Plus 116 for Houston, minus 125 for the D-backs. Total is at eight and a half. Um, all to play for, Dylan, here. Yeah, I like the snakes here at home, minus 125. I made them a minus 150 favorite. I mean, I just don't know how you can't back Zach Allen at home. He's been lights out this season. 12 of his 17 wins have come at home. He's 12 and 2 with a 245 ERA. D backs, they've just been red hot. 8 and 2 in their last 10 games. They're really making a push for the playoffs. And I do think they'll get in. Their bats have come to live. Now they're versing JP France, who. Really hasn't had the best September. He's lost two straight starts to the Royals of all teams. 575 ERA in the month of September. So I, I just don't think this is a good spot for him and the Astros. The Astros have kind of turned it around a little bit. But I, I, I like Zach Allen and the Snakes here at home. I'll take the short price on the money line. So I agree with you about JP France. He's struggling. He's walking far too many people as well. Um, Alvarez is still raking for Houston. Um, what put me off a little bit taking aside here was um, Zach Gallen's last two road starts. Mm. Uh, sorry, his last two home starts. Yeah. It's like you say, generally uh, being good at home, but it's just it's the recency one. At 2.45 at home, you can't argue with it. But um, his last two, he gave up four runs on five innings against the Giants and then five runs in five and a third against Baltimore. So just a bit of a wobble. Um, and the, those games, high-scoring games in there as well for him. Remarkably, these two haven't played each other this season, so there was, there was no clues in there. Arizona have done a great job recently of holding the nerves and getting themselves back into this playoff position. Eight and two in their last ten. Uh, really pleased for them. Didn't want to take Gallen or the D-backs just on that recency form, but I was happy to take the over. Um, I think if they're both going to give up a few, um, there's going to be no cheap at-bats here. Everyone's going to bear down. Uh, so we'll take the over eight and a half. Dinner. Yeah, make sure if you because I agree. I was I'm I'm glad you brought up the total because I was going to ask you your thoughts on the total because I see eight and a half. So I see nines out there. I made my total eight point seven. So I do think if you get an eight and a half, I do like it more than a nine. To be honest. Ten uh, ten cowboy time. Eastern first pitch. The Texas Rangers at the Seattle Mariners. Um, all TBD and no lines for what looks like Nathan Yavaldi for Texas and Brian Wu for Seattle. Um, Evaldi, 12 and four on the year, 326. Doesn't really tell the story what's going on lately with him. Um, in the all-star break, when I went on the mothership with Sean and Ryan, was making a case for Evaldi for a side young. Um, that seems like a long way off now. Um, he has stretched back out again. He came back from the injury and he went one in, then he went two, then he went three. Then we're back up to kind of five now. Texas have won his last four starts and he's better on the road. So there's a couple of decent pointers there. Um, and Yvaldi is 2-0 against Seattle this season. Brian Wu is one of these young Seattle pitchers. He's really good. I like him a lot. He's 2-5 on the year with a 4.39 ERA. But he's just been really inconsistent lately. His last five starts, he's given up 6 0, zero 5 0 I mean, which is it? Is it going to be five? Is it going to be zero? Lots of walks, three, four, and two. He gave up four homers last time against Texas, so Texas might just have his measure. It appears to me, Dylan, that Seattle have shit the bed. Um, so I'll say I would take Texas here, please. 
I hope they didn't shit the bed because I'm still waiting for my. I have it 85 and a half their win total. They've been sitting on 84 since Vietnam. <laughs> I'm so like so mad at them. Well, we could we could understand why they lost. They had Megan Rapino pitch out the first pitch last night. That yeah. was. She seems yeah. she seems deeply unpleasant to. Oh, she's the worst person in the world. Um, <laughs> but yeah, for this game, uh, I do have those pitchers, Wu and Eovaldi going. Uh, I don't know. I think Eovaldi, he's, he has been okay. It just sucks to say, but I think the Mariners got hot a little too early. You know, they went on, they had that nice little run in the beginning of September, but come end of September, they've kind of, the wheels have kind of fallen off a little. They've lost four of their last five games, which were, extremely crucial games against the Rangers and Astros. They weren't just against bum teams. They were games they needed to win. So they've left runners on in scoring position, especially last night. They left a lot of runners in scoring position. They're just not getting that key hit that they need. And Rangers, they've kind of turned the ship around. They've gained their two and a half games in lead, uh, in front of the Astros and the Mariners and they're just smoking the ball right now. I got, I hit on their team total yesterday over four and a half and they, they barely came through, but they're smoking the ball right now. Their pitching has kind of come around. They aren't the best road team, but depending on the price, I might be on the Rangers. I just can't back the Mariners anymore. I did make the Mariners a short minus one ten favorite, but if we could get any sort of plus price here with the Rangers, I'd probably be on them. Uh, yeah, completely agree. Rangers for me. Uh, Rangers for Matthew, who's joined us in the chat. Um, does he want fade in Seattle? Um, Seattle's going to have a really exciting, disappointing stretch, just missing the playoffs. Um, yeah, Matthew's pretty much nailed it. So, team ride on Texas. Um, my laptop's just died, Dylan, uh, I so I can't. But it's all right, though. I think I, I can. I think we're far enough through the show uh, for it not to affect anything. Um, Ten fifteen, the final game. Um, and there's not an awful lot we can give on this. The LA Dodgers at the San Francisco Giants. Uh, the Dodgers at TBD looks like Lance Lynn. Um, and I did see Ross Stripling going for the Giants, but that's now Keaton Wynn. Um, no odds. And I don't know really what to, much to say about this, Dylan, you? Yeah, I did have Ross Stripling and Lance Lynn going. Um, the Giants are just a disappointment team. You know, coming down the stretch, they were right there to make the playoffs, but another team, I think this is a theme. They just continue to shoot themselves in the foot. Now they have to play, in my opinion, the second-best team in the National League who just see, can't seem to get it right. And Ross Stripling, he just, I don't think he's good. If that is If that is who's going for the Giants. They've lost his last five starts. There's just no way I could back the Giants here at home. Uh, I, I really don't care that they're home. Lance Lynn, after those two bad starts in the beginning of September and late August, he's kind of turned the thing, uh, turned the things around a little bit. And it always helps that he has a great lineup giving him run support. So I did make the dot. If these two pitchers are confirmed, I did make the Dodgers a minus 130 favorite. So probably on the Dodgers here. Yeah, I totally agree. The Giants just need putting out their misery. They're so average. I saw a great stat today about uh, Ronald Acuna's uh, home runs and steals, and he's nearly got as many as the Giants and the Rockies' um, entire teams. And like homers, he's hit 40, and I think the Giants have hit 150 or something. And he has outstolen the entire organisation. Um, me, Lonte, the Giants had 53 stolen bases. This time last week when me and Lundy chatted. Um, 
the yeah, it's just pathetic. So yeah, give me the Dodgers on the run line. Um, just a quick glance around the rest of the card. I did give away a pick I liked at the top, which was Philly, um, who have won seven in a row. And why wouldn't they just keep on rolling? It makes sense. Because um, they take on Tyler McGill and the Mets. And then I quite liked um, Detroit and uh, Joey Wentz, left-handed pitcher, who's been going really well. Detroit have won maybe five in a row, four, five, six, something like that. And they take on Cleveland, um, who were just sort of ticking over at the moment. So Detroit at home, I thought Joey Wentz could be live. And um, like I say, I haven't got the prices in front of me, but they were just a couple of picks from around the bottom draw. Um, anything else that caught your eye from the rest of the games, Dylan? No, I agree on Philly. Uh, I got them at a minus 118 against the Mets. Yeah, Taylor McGill, he's garbage. That's a great fight. Yeah, minus 118 against a team. A little revenge factor here with uh, Taiwan Walker going against his old team. So, yeah, I do like them. You want to hear an ugly bet that I – give me the White Sox plus 124 at home. A little little dog there. And then – actually, I'm on the other side. Give me – you know I love my boy Cal Quantro. It's been – too much disrespect has been thrown his way. I'll take him on the money line. Me and Lante were on Shane Bieber the other night. He got the job done as well. So – I'm going to take the Guardians, minus 124. I made him a minus 140 favorite with Cal Quantro. So I'm actually on the opposite side, but I do agree. I think that's a very good price for the Mar- uh, the Phillies on the road. Okay, we'll take it. I actually I did look at the Athletics as well, who were um, at the Angels. Chase Silseth, which is incredibly good to see. Um, I think he's back. He's been on the IL with this concussion for what seems like ages, and I think they're eventually bringing him back. But it... Possibly not a great spot for him um, in Oakland, as ever. Um, I, I always uh, I like the little Oakland player. They're about one plus one twenty-five, plus one thirty. Um, they were competitive again today, and why can't they turn Silsith over tomorrow? I mean, is is there a locking dog anywhere, Dylan? Can you find? I was just looking, like damn. Um, I, I'll try. I'll attempt. Um, for my lock, I guess I would take. I guess I'd take the snakes here at home against JP France, who I really just don't trust right now in the month of September. You mentioned Zach Allen has had those two back-to-back starts at home, which haven't been the best, but we do have a bigger sample size of him pitching better at home than those, just those two games. So uh, I'll trust his, his earlier form in, in the season rather than those last two starts at home. So I'll take the D-backs at home as my lock and as my dog. I mean, I guess the only plus price I can take is the Reds right now. They're the only game on the board. So plus 110 for the Reds. You know, they just have more to play for. Jake Woodruff, he's just... I don't really like him. He only gives you a short amount of innings. And I think this red team, they've been able to score some runs. It's just their bullpen. If they could clean some things up, they can win this game. So reds are a better team. So at plus 110, I'll take the reds as my dog. Okay. Um, yeah, I'm scuffing around here looking for stuff as well. Um, for my lock, I'll take the runs in Houston, Arizona. Like I say, I don't, I think I'm not hugely keen on what France has been doing. And those last two, um, gallon home starts were a little bit of a red flag and both teams um, every single at bat like I say is going to be zoned in so we'll see if we can get over eight and a half in that one it's my dog uh, the Tampa Bay Rays at Toronto I mean you just can't trust them um, I thought I thought Tampa Bay were going to fall off 
more than they would. But a lot of injuries. Um, and I just thought they kind of might down tools because it was unlikely that we're going to catch Baltimore. I just thought they might ease off a little bit. And they've actually, they've done their bit. They've pushed Baltimore all the way. They've made Baltimore uh, be really good. Baltimore won four games in a row uh, to maintain their lead. Um, so they haven't had any room for a slip up. So yeah, Tampa Bay is still going okay. Um, so I'll, I'll take them as my dog. I mean, I think that's just about it, Dylan. We did well there to stretch out. At the top of the show, we said we had nothing to talk about. And 48 minutes later, uh, we're still going. Is there anything else you need to tell the people? No. Uh, I do want to redeem myself uh, with the football play, if I could give you one. Real quick, I wanted to give you a uh, play in the in the Thursday night football game just because I gave – oh, technically yeah, I gave please. you one winner, one loser. So I'll give you two plays. I like the Lions uh, minus one and a half. I know they're playing in Lambeau. And I also like Jordan Love over 33 and a half pass attempts. I've got the uh, – I think the Lions are going to win. Lions money line would be my call here. Yeah. Yeah, and I also agree. Yeah, I like the Lions and I like Jordan Love over past attempts. I agree with Trevor on the under uh, 46 as well. I think it's going to be a lower scoring game. Uh, One thing I need to point out to everybody um, is that on Sunday, I don't know if you've listened to the NFL pick show for Sean and Ryan. They joked this week um, that because the London game starts so early, they should get an international live. They normally go live before these NFL games. Um, they should do an international live show. So, me and Barry from the Premier League show have jumped in and volunteered to do it. So, the live NFL pre-game show um, at, what, 6.30 Pacific time in the morning if you're up, have your breakfast. If not, 9.30 on a Sunday uh, before the Jags and the Falcons. Uh, me and Barry are going to do it. Unfortunately, we have to do it from our own channel. We're not allowed to do it on the main channel. They don't trust us. Um, but, yeah, if you want some terrible, terrible NFL picks... Uh, come and join me and Barry on Sunday morning, and that's what we'll do. I um, love it. That's why yeah. I took me um, my San Diego Superchargers jersey out ready. You even have Boz giving out um, NFL props on TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I haven't spoken him about that. Honestly, he's out of control. He's completely and utterly out of control. He went live on TikTok on Saturday. And my daughter just keeps coming downstairs. She's 30. She's going, Dad, Barry's on TikTok again. And she's not <laughs> impressed even a little bit. It's very funny. Um, so, yeah. yeah, he's completely kids. out of control, Bad. He's gone wild. Um, right, okay, well done. Uh, let's get going before the aliens return. Thank you, Dylan. You covered a lot of ground. That's true. I don't know how much help you were picking baseball bets, but I had a good time doing it. Yeah. Um, so, thank you. Well done. Cheers, Trev. Cheers, Matthew. Um, like, great review in all the usual places. Um, Back tomorrow, good luck with your picks. Until then, we'll see you down the road. Cheers. 